Tell me, do you know what day it is, Evie? Um, November the 4th. Not anymore. Remember, remember the 5th of November, the gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. Everyone get your Guy Fox masks out. Put them on, because it's the 5th of November, and that means it's Guy Fox Day. F-A-W-K-E-S, by the way, so it's very tricky to say. Be careful for all you Americans. Um, the, the Brits, they say it, and it usually sounds like Guy Forks. And, <laughs> yeah. But, happy 5th of November. Uh, go watch V for Vendetta. That is what you should do on every 5th of November. It's an incredible movie. And actually, is becoming more and more relevant in these ever crazier times we live in. With the pandemic and government overreach, and it just, it's such a good, compelling story. No, I have not read the novel. Add it to my list of stuff to read, but I will someday. Maybe. We'll see. Um, but welcome back to the Rambling Viking. Welcome back. Here I go. Welcome to, <laughs> welcome to your second dose. Welcome. You know what? Hello, everyone. This is the Rambling Viking podcast. This is your second dose of weird for this week. Going into the weekend, hopefully to help you keep things PDFG. That's where we're gonna keep it on here. Got some fun stories to talk about, some weird news to go over, and as you can see, we're celebrating the fifth of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. If you don't know what it is, don't worry. I'm gonna give you a quick history, but uh, before we dive into all that, quick news is the Flame and Hot Fiesta has happened. It is finished. Don't worry, you didn't miss it. You maybe caught some glimpses on Instagram if you follow us there, which if you don't, you should. It's the Rambling Viking Podcast, and uh, it's also on Facebook and YouTube. You'll need to go subscribe to the YouTube channel because that's where this video is. We did our first video podcast, and it was for this Flame and Hot Fiesta where we tried the – I tried the we, us. It's, that's a, it's a me we, as they say. Uh, we try, I tried the Flame and Hot Mountain Dew, and – had all the other flame and hot products to eat turned into a full fiesta meal and it was awesome. So, and the flame and hot Mountain Dew, I mean, it was ah, you're not gonna get me that easily. You're gonna have to go watch a video. Uh, catch it coming next week. Haven't fully worked out, still finishing up editing and working out details, but it'll be coming this next week. Be on the lookout for that. I will make plenty of posts about it, but go check it out. That's a it, it, it was a real fun time, a lot of fun doing it. And, it, it turned out so much better than I than I thought it would have. So thank you to all you Hanyaks who contributed with ideas of how to conduct the fiesta and how help create the fiesta. But with that being said, make sure to stay on the lookout. And let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's do a little brief history. So first of all, if you haven't seen V for Vendetta, go see it. Watch it today. Write meow. And I will say, Inside Baseball, it's a little weird. I have to get change my frame of mind when I go to record because I record this on Thursday. So... As these words are coming out of my mouth, it's Thursday, but I have to talk as if it's Friday because that's when it's released and you're listening to it. And I'm if you listen to the podcast for any extent of time, you know I'm forever fascinated by that time travel, as I call it. So it's a little weird. I had I was like, oh, this it will be November fifth, but it's not November fifth, and that's why I partially used that clip too. Is also maybe the first clip that came up, and I turned out to be a really really good one. So November the fifth, though, V for Vendetta, and it centers around. A 
treason plot that happened in 1605. So this is pulling from the Wikipedia. If you look up November 5th or uh, Guy Fox Night, which F-A-W-K-E-S. And if you've if you followed along with pop culture, you've seen like it's become used in like the anonymous circles a lot of times. And the, those Guy Fox masks became really, really popular. And it was, it was a really cool thing. So and it originates from the gunpowder. We're just going to read this from Wikipedia. This is the origins and history. It originates from the gunpowder plot of 1605, a failed conspiracy by a group of provincial English Catholics to assassinate the Protestant King James I of England and six of Scotland. So it's, I'm of England. If we're in England, I'm the first. We're in Scotland, though. I'm number six. Okay, so that's that's funny. I don't know why, but it's funny. And replace him with the Catholic head of state. In the immediate aftermath of the 5th November arrest of Guy Fawkes, caught guarding a cache of explosives placed between, beneath the House of Lords, which is part of Parliament, James's council allowed the public to celebrate the king's survival with bonfires, so long as they were, quote, without any danger or, dis- without any danger or disorder. Ugh, horrible British accent. We're going to keep working on it. This made 1605 the first year the plot's failure was celebrated. So it became celebrated with bonfires and fireworks. And then as you read more, it actually kind of awkwardly became an anti-Catholic holiday in some ways. And so in the mid-1800s, they had to shift it. Now it's become much more friendly. And now everyone knows about it. Well, in big part, thanks to V for Vendetta. Such an amazing, amazing movie. If you don't have it or don't have access to it, let me know. And I'm happy to let you borrow it. Or um, help get you access to it, or you can come over and watch it. That is so. But make sure to watch it. If not today, sometime this weekend, I encourage you. It's a long movie, and it's a brain bender, but it's so good. I mean, all the different underpinnings of... It really it really plays on the classic, you know, authoritarian, somewhat dystopian future. It's not... I mean, there's still going along, but it's just this totalitarian government that stemmed... From what, from a once that is a shell of its former self of the once you know parliamentary system that Britain had specifically. So it's you know decades and decades in the future, but it's a classic scenario of crisis, crisis, seed power, seed power, and then all of a sudden, guess what? You never get that power back. This is now just how we function. And one man, and you know Hugo Weaving, who does a spectacular Agent Smith. For those of you who don't know actors, I don't know most actors. I know the good ones. Hugo Weaving. I know. I sometimes forget his name, but we all know him. Agent Smith, Mr. Anderson. He's the lead in this, and he plays V. It's so, so good, though. And his big selling, you know, one of, one of the big topics he always brings up is, you know, that, you know, men may die, but ideas uh, can transcend that and last forever. And men giving their lives for certain ideals you know, is what they, is what he talks about is the power of ideas, you know, and, and how if you, an idea can take root people, one of the famous lines is that, you know, people shouldn't be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Love that line. I think it's incredible and so true. And I think we're living at a time right now where we see, I mean, look at Australia. I know everyone's talking about Australia, but it's terrifying. It is like Mad Max. It's they're, they're on their way to Mad Max. I need the kangaroos to come in and just wreck everything. Because, or something, we need Crocodile Dundee to get the Aborigines together and overthrow that um, dictatorship, that totalitarian regime that they have going down there. And it's crazy, but 
it's it also points out the fragility of stability. Here we go. Call me a pastor, pastor, the, the pastor Honyak here, <laughs> pastor Gus, bringing you your fun taglines. First point to write in your notes: the fragility of stability. <laughs> I don't. I can't. Means we have a responsibility. I can't keep doing this. Oh man, I can't. I just can't. Oh, but <laughs> that that is that is such a pastoral statement. Maybe I should be one someday. Definitely not. I've got too much. I've got two hundred and almost two hundred fifty episodes deep in this pod. There's so much dirt on me. It's whatever though. But if you haven't seen it, go see it. I'll say it again. At nauseum, so so good. It's one of my favorite. And there's so many things playing in. I mean, then you have the the micro story of. V and Evie and you know she wants to and how people don't want to be necessarily compliant you know they want to be brave how do I be brave and uh, I was listening to a podcast talking about the bystander effect you know and how everyone kind of stands around and deflects blame and more often than not most of us fall into that category although when we watch things we like to think of ourselves as we would be the hero we would be that person to intercede but unfortunately sadly so we have to face the harsh reality that unless we mentally prepare and train ourselves, and even then, we most likely are not. Most of us fall into the category of just another face in the crowd, and few of us will find ourselves being the exception. But that's just the nature of life, not to get depressing on you. But anyways, talking about governments and government overreach, that actually reminded me, I don't think I read this on the podcast, but shout out to my boy Caleb. You showed this to me, and I'm going to pull it up real quick, but it's a... when, you know, you have the Second Amendment originalists talking about, they were talking about muskets. And so someone on the internet, and this is, God bless the internet. By the way, if you want to read more about November 5th and specifically that, there's a link in the description to the Wikipedia page I read from. Uh, <clears throat> so, but <laughs> he found this and it's what, basically what if the founding, and you may have heard this, but it's what if the founding fathers had, uh, you know, were, were in today's world, but they had their day's um, weapons for a home defense, and it is hilarious. Okay, so it's called Own a Musket for Home. Okay, so this is from Copy Pasta. Copy Pasta? Archiving the Internet's Meme and Troll Messages. I'll put this in the description as well. You can go read it for yourself. But it's Own a Musket for Home Defense. <laughs> Oh, all right, strap in, because here we go, and I probably won't be able to get through this without laughing. Own a musket for home defense, since that's what the founding fathers and founding fathers intended. Four ruffians break into my house. What the devil? As I grab my powdered wig and Kentucky rifle. Blow a golf ball-sized hole through the first man. He's dead on the spot. Draw my pistol on the second man. Miss him entirely because it's smoothbore and nails the neighbor's dog. I have to resort to the cannon mounted at the top of the stairs, loaded with grape shot. Tally-ho, lads! The grape shot shreds two men in the blast. The sound and extra shrapnel set off car alarms. <laughs> Fix bayonet and charge the last terrified rapscallion. He bleeds out, waiting on the police to arrive, since triangular bayonet wounds are impossible to stitch up. Just as the Founding Fathers intended. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, that is, I'm sorry if I ruined that by laughing, but that is too funny. It's like the fourth time I've read this, and it is so funny every time. I just love it. Blow a golf ball sized hole through the first man. He's dead on the spot. And then the pistol, it's smooth bore. <laughs> like, I'm just imagining you pull out your pistol, you're aimed at him, and it goes left. Neighbor's dog is dead. And then a cannon at the top of the stairs. Like, just, aha. You're talking about overkill. But the point behind it is, yeah, the principle still remains the same. Shall not be infringed. But that's a little way to look at it through comedy for you. Oh, man, that is funny. (laughs) That brings tears every single time. It is so funny. All right. Now, time to get to a note that I have been sitting on for a long time. It's way down here, man. Yeah, oh, because I just have forgotten. Well, it hasn't fit perfectly, so it's just a joke. I heard a term the other day, and it caused me to stop for pause. You know, it's like the first time I heard asexual, pansexual, non-binary, zzer, any of, you know, all of the above, all that stuff. And you're like, wait a minute, what is this? You just, you, are we making things up now? And the answer is yes. So, uh, it's a, really what this is, is just a new term for a gardener. But the term I heard was, I don't remember if I was watching a show or, I, I, it was definitely an audio. But it came out and said, vegan butcher. And I just said, wait a minute, pause. So let's break this down. You're a vegan, meaning nothing from the mother, technically. So, no animal products. Not even meat, but products. You know, that's like eggs, that's milk, that's butter, it's yada yada. Nothing. So, purely from the earth. And you're a butcher, term for person who processes meat from dead animals. Not even... So, you're going from one end of the spectrum to the other. You're going vegan, meaning no animal products, period, to person who processes specifically the meat, go get a nice fat ribeye from the butcher. And I think about it for a second. I said, well, first of all, this is a fake term that you're trying to make yourself sound cool. But I was like, so in other words, he's a gardener? Because <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what you, that's what do you, what do you call a vegan butcher? A gardener. Exactly. <laughs> because that's the only thing you're butchering, which I guess in terms, if we want to get technical, yeah, I guess that counts as a butcher, maybe. Let's go ahead. Let's go to the source, right? Because you are butching. Is that the term? Yeah, you are butching <laughs> the grass, the garden. I don't know, but I thought that was hilarious. I was like, wait a minute. You know how people try and say stuff, and you're like, okay, now hold on, pause. Uh, yeah, a person who slaughters animals or dresses their flesh. A dealer in meat. And then you, and then two, three, and four is one that kills ruthlessly or brutally, one that bungles or botches. Hey, bungles. I'm going to add that term. Got to add that one to the repertoire. A vendor, especially on trains or in theaters. Okay. Number four, you've got me asking more questions than you provided answers. But 
Clearly, for one A and B, a person who slaughters animals or dresses their flesh, I would say they undress their flesh because they're pulling it off of them. A dealer in meat. Yeah, so it's literally impossible to be a vegan butcher. I'll put the link to the Merriam-Webster definition as well so you can go read it for yourself. But thought that was funny and I was just like, I, I wish I remember where I saw it from. <laughs> I was like, hold on, that's not a real thing. <laughs> it's not a real thing, but nope, sorry about you. That that one is fake news, 100%. Uh, in other news, my wife apparently found a band called Hanyak. Yeah, so so we got a band. Turns out, not very, they're not very popular, which I was like, oh, sweet. And they're not very good. I don't really like them. Well, at least the one that she played, I just not my... I guess they're a folk? Is that... I'm looking at their album cover. It looks like I would almost like them, but I don't know. Maybe hit or miss. Not not what I was hoping they would be, but that's fine. Go check them out. Go look them up. Bump their listens a little bit. Maybe some of their audience will come over here and check us out and be like, Onyox, this has nothing to do with it. What is the... They probably think the same thing about me. And that's fine. I don't care. Why would I care? All right. Now now let's get into some more news here. So a couple, couple crazy stories. First of all, I guess let's start with this one. Recently, uh, we've seen Taken be played out in real life. Yes, the movie Taken, Liam Neeson, daughter gets sold into slavery in Europe, sex trafficking in Europe. He goes and kills a bunch of people and gets her back. That happened in real life in America, sort of. And I say sort of, I mean, it's not a one-to-one true comparison, but this is from the Daily Wire. Link will be in the description. Washington man arrested after rescuing daughter accused of killing boyfriend who allegedly sex trafficked her. So on the face of it, that is taken in real life. The question becomes, had the movie taken, not been made or any of its predecessors, wait a minute, predecessors, successors, it, uh, would he have done this? I think absolutely 100%. First and foremost, let me, before we even read this article, right? I mean, I look at this and I'm like, yeah, and well, well, <laughs> when, with the part of like, oh, he killed her and yeah, we'll just read this. We'll read this, right? Actually, we'll read this. I'm changing my mind on the fly. We're riding the lightning, folks. A Washington state man was arrested after police found the body of his daughter's ex-boyfriend who allegedly sold her into a sex trafficking ring in Seattle. According to KREM 2 News in Spokane, Spokane, Spokane. Police responded to a dispatch on October 22nd regarding an abandoned vehicle with a foul odor emanating from it. The outlet reported that a witness called 911 after discovering the abandoned car, a 1991 Honda Accord near his home. He inspected the vehicle and opened the trunk of the car when he found a decomposing body and smelled a foul odor. Police arrived on the scene and confirmed that they were indeed human remains. The victim was identified as a 19-year-old male and the suspect, a 60-year-old male, was arrested on October 29th. According to Spokane Police... The suspect learned in October of 2020 that his juvenile daughter, which means she's under 18, had allegedly been sold into a sex trafficking ring in the Seattle area. Police said he acquired information that indicated his daughter's then-boyfriend, the victim, may have been the one responsible for the sale. Father said in court documents obtained by KREM2 that she had been sold for $1,000. He and his fiancée then drove to Seattle, where they rescued the young girl. The couple drove the girl back to Spokane, where she was taken to Sacred Heart Medical Center. The police 
press release continues. In November of 2020, the suspect learned his daughter's boyfriend was going to be at a location in Airway Heights, Washington. The suspect waited for the victim and confronted the 19-year-old as he arrived. During that encounter, the suspect abducted the victim, tying him up and placing him in the trunk of a vehicle. He subsequently assaulted the victim by hitting him in the head with a cinder block and then stabbed him repeatedly, causing his death. After the homicide, the suspect drove the vehicle to a remote area in North Spokane County and abandoned the car with the body still inside. The vehicle remained at that location until it was moved in October 2021 by a third party and driven to Spokane. At this point, it is not believed the third party knew the body was in the trunk. The vehicle with the body still in the trunk was abandoned at the Everett location. The statement said that the suspect was take, quote, taken into custody by law enforcement without incident. The police department in Airway Heights, where the incident allegedly took place, is cooperating with Spokane police and will continue to be involved as the investigation moves forward. At the time of arrest, the father had no recent criminal history or history of violent crime, as a father would not need to have in order to commit this quote-unquote crime. I, in, in so many ways, look, this is where, this is where the, the instinctual side of me looks at this situation and says that is totally 100% justified. Take for it's one <clears throat> because all, it, all let's be honest, knowing dads out there, all it would take for a dad to do that is really if he just found out you hit his daughter. That's enough. That would be at least that would be enough for me to go and kill a man. And then, but if you if I found out my daughter got sold into a sex trafficking ring, and then <laughs> this is kind of a weird side note, but no. No less for a thousand dollars by her boyfriend, and maybe they had broken up. But ex, well, at this point, I don't know how the, how that even affects a relationship. Yeah, I think all of us look at that. I mean, if you're not on the same page with me, you go and you murder that kid, or murder. Sorry, you go and you bring justice upon that kid because that is exactly everything that kid deserved. Someone to sell your girlfriend into a sex trafficking ring is probably one of the worst things that a human being can do. And so I don't know. I'm, it it caught my eye. I was like, wait a minute, no way this happened. And sure enough. And yeah, the, the hard part about this is, you know, naturally we're, we want to act within the law, not be vigilantes and take things into our own hands. But I mean, I mean, what was supposed to stop them? What's stopping a dad from avenging his... From First of all, he went full Liam Neeson. He rescued his daughter. Then he went and took care of business. He, so he did the right thing, at least. He didn't just go kill the guy and then hope his daughter was okay. He went and got his daughter. Priorities first. So, you know, so many mixed things, and I'm sure there's rebuttals to this. But really, my stance is, yeah, absolutely. 100%. Uh, I think this guy is justified in everything he did. Granted, he will still probably go to prison for a while for murder, but at the same time... You know, it's just like one crime cancels out the other. I don't know. I feel for this guy because talk about being in an impossible situation. Uh, Imagine, you know, putting yourself in that. And like, how do you, what I'm trying to figure out is how do I stop myself from hunting this guy down and killing him? That's the real question. Unfortunately, this isn't the movie taken and you just go about your life after killing 50 plus people in this giant Europe sex trafficking scandal, and then you just come back and you're fine because all you and all your friends are all specs, um, are all spec ops. Like, cool. <laughs> this is unfortunately real life. This is what happens in real life. But at the same time, I mean, what are you supposed to say, right? I can't sit here and c- try and really condemn that dad. But yeah, so taken happened in real life. 
Uh, if you've heard any more news, I haven't looked. This is November 3rd. Oh, wait. What? Oh, this has maybe been updated. But I haven't seen any more on this. I'm curious to see how the rest of this unfolds and what he ultimately, I mean, uh, like he really shouldn't go to jail, but at the same time he should have. There's, It's such a moral conundrum here, right? Because on one hand, that kid absolutely deserves that. On the other hand, dad should have let the authorities taken care of it uh, or at least had a better exit plan. Go to Mexico with your family, live out your days there. I don't know. <laughs> this isn't a movie though. All right, on to funnier news. Oh, I need to be able to pull this up with... So apparently there was an incident with a monkey biting someone in the Texas football program. Yes, you heard that right. And they are having to address it in the media now. So I think we've all heard stories. You know, you hear the classic line, oh, you know, something happens in a, in a, in a sports program, and basketball, football, whatever, in college. And they say, you know, oh, don't want to be a distraction. Don't want to be a distraction. And you hear sometimes why guys leave. Oh, it's a distraction. You know, big part of, you know, we need to stay on focus. And they, and so you're used to hearing that line. I'm used to hearing that line. Oh my gosh. All right, let's. So there, so the first headline is Texas football coach's stripper girlfriend. What? This is awesome. So I haven't read this article fully yet. And there we go. So, but I just saw the headline come up on my Bleach Report. It said, and this is their head coach, Steve Sarkeesian. Viral monkey story involving assistant isn't a distraction. Okay. If you're having to address it and that's the story, guess what? You have yourself a distraction. This is one that I think it's okay to say this is a distraction. But as a coach, I get you have to always say it's not a distraction. This isn't a distraction. Not at all. We're not distracted. It's like the meme with the person sitting in the chair and the room's on fire. It's fine. Everything's fine. Because <laughs> Texas clearly fell off the cliff earlier this year and has been in a landslide ever since. Been in a real downward spiral performance wise on the field. So this only adds fuel to the fire. Plus being bit by a monkey. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. This is the first line of this article. Texas Longhorns football team has a lot to worry about. And the recent story about a monkey bite is not one of them. That's so funny. All right. So there were online reports that a monkey belonging to Danielle Thomas, the girlfriend of Texas assistant head coach, Jeff Banks bit a child at their home on Halloween night. So this has nothing to do with Texas football except for the fact that he worked there. Now I'm a little I'm a little disappointed now. Austin and Animal Services confirmed there was a report of a monkey biting a child on Sunday and they're currently investigating the situation. All right. And this is why honestly people shouldn't really own exotic animals. <laughs> Maybe a parrot is okay, but even then. So you the girlfriend of the assistant head coach owns a monkey first of all and then it's I don't know, loose, it's a part of the trick-or-treating festivities. And so I don't know what I do. Well, as a kid, if I walk up to a door and they have a monkey, oh, monkey, I want to play with you. But then as an adult, I'm like, monkeys are crazy and violent. And you don't want to mess around with monkeys. Get away from me. Right? So here's a quote from the girlfriend. Oh, so, oh, this is great. She referenced the situation on Twitter before her account was deleted. Here we go. Damage control time, folks. I had a hundred, sorry, I had a haunted house on one side gated off. I had no idea he went in my backyard. 
Neither did I know anything about a bite until a doctor of neighborhood told me. <laughs> oh no, and this is the dude's first year at Texas? And he's the assistant head coach, special teams coordinator, and tight ends coach. We'll see about that. He came from Bama, where Sarkeesian came from. Wow. Head coach doesn't believe the story will affect the team. Why should it? In all honesty, though, like, that is totally separate. The only tie is the fact that it came from the girlfriend of a, of a staff member, of a coaching staff member. I, I kind of hate these stories and get annoyed by them a little bit because I'm like, this is, what are we doing? It's just, it's more stupid stuff to tie to the program. So on one hand, it's funny. On the other hand, like, why even address it? Like, if I was Sarkeesian and I was asked about it, my press release would be, would be, this isn't, why Why are we talking about this? Next question. Like, this this has nothing to do with the football team. Well, did your assistant head coach's girlfriend? Yeah, it's a personal private incident that had nothing to do with this. Leave it alone. Leave me alone. And that's actually the end of the article, really. So... Uh, let's look at the, the MSN headline though. Got me real curious. Cause it says Texas football coaches, stripper girlfriend's monkey bites child on Halloween. So this dude is dating a stripper that makes this all the more literally exotic. And why am I, why this sounds like a bad joke. Exotic dancer has exotic pet then bites non-exotic child for not being exotic enough on Halloween. That would be, that's, that sounds like, a, this is like a Babylon B headline. How is this real? A monkey belonging to a stripper dating a Texas football coach. So this guy does make some bad decisions. We'll say that. Bit a child during a Halloween event at her home. So it wasn't just kid walking up to the door. There was some kind of event. Here we go. Now let's get some more dirty details. Danielle Banks, also known by her alias as Pole Assassin. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> The pole, as pole assassin, I don't worry, this is linked in the description, you can go read this for yourself, is the girlfriend of Jeff Banks. Oh, they have the same last name, so shouldn't they be married? Oh, this, the plot thickens. Oh my gosh. Danielle Banks' monkey, Gia, who participates in her dances, oh, good night allegedly caused serious harm to a child on Halloween. So once again, this comes back to a situation of, well, actually was a, uh, this brings up a good question for another episode, not this episode. We're already half an hour deep. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I'm still, I can't get over pole assassin. <laughs> oh, that might be the title of this episode. Pole assassin monkey brings derails texas's football derails texas football i don't know we'll figure something out but <laughs> oh man so this brings up a good question though so if you've been keeping up as far as like those in we'll call it adult entertainment those doing like pornographic work or sex work or something like that i'm not gonna euphem i'm not gonna use the nice euphemisms of exotic dancer or adult film it's <clears throat> you know, being involved at school thing. So there's a recent, a really recent story where a mom, 31, she's around 30 years old, started, has an OnlyFans account. So is a, is doing porn, is a small business porn star. That's the equivalent of that is an entrepreneur, right? You don't go, you don't work for some, you do your own thing. Oh, that's funny. Actually, (laughs) that's what that is. OnlyFans, empowering small business. That should be their new tagline. Woo. Anyways, 
they she she got barred from volunteering at trying to volunteer at her kids' elementary school because they found out that she had an OnlyFans account. So on one hand, I say, yeah, if you're in kind of work that's messy, but on the other hand, if you it's it's kind of like this Texas story. It's almost two different worlds, right? This has nothing to do with Texas football. You know, so on one hand, I can see the argument where it says, yeah, it has nothing to do, which I still think it's the I think the OnlyFans culture is deplorable, but you know, she's doing that behind a paywall. Yes, there is a public Instagram. And so, but it's nothing that's, I mean, it's risque stuff. So it's kind of like one of those deals like, Hey, we don't want you around. It's, you know, but you're, but if she's not bringing it to the school to volunteer at events, she can still be a mom. So I don't know where I stand on one hand. I'm like, ah, she should, she's going to volunteer on the field trip. That's whatever. But it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, once you know this about this person, now it's tainted, you know, your reputation, I guess. So people think different of you. And maybe, maybe, you know what? Maybe the school is taking the, the Sarkeesian approach. It is not, we do not want it to be a distraction. So we are, we're, we're, you know, or I, he's not doing this, but they're, they're trying to not let it be a distraction. Now, if it was high schoolers, I would say totally different ball game. But at the same time, it's a public school versus private school. So many questions. And then rewind a little bit further to was it this spring or last fall there's a turning point usa event and this prominent supposedly conservative christian porn star showed up and they ultimately she or she bought a vip pass and showed up and they found out who she was and they asked her to kindly leave because this wasn't now this was an event where you had minors like teenagers parents sending their kids to this event and having someone with that presence be there and associate with is going to lead those kids to like, I don't think that's right. I don't think if you're having a, and you know, there were people on both sides of this issue saying, why'd they kick her out? Why there, she paid just like anyone else to be there. And it's like, yeah, but you knew what you were doing. Like you, you don't show up and, and maybe, and so this brings into the question though, the professionalism, you know, is she doing that there or what is she doing? And I don't, I will say, I think they were right to, you know, kindly ask her to leave and, and kick her out, if you will, based on what I know. But on the other hand, at the same, it's just, it's a weird situation. Like if I was at an event and I found out a porn star, obviously not doing porn, but no less a porn star went to this little conference, this conservative conference I was supposed to be at. I probably wouldn't, first of all, I would, I'd probably make a lot of calls, a lot of angry calls. I wouldn't go full, um, Liam Neeson in it, but I would definitely make a th- probably complain and probably not send my kids back because I don't need my kids around that th- that sort of thing and to say oh around those sort of people I'm sure they can be nice people however I think that is a degrading part of our culture I think that degrades our cultural fabric at large and our societal I don't even know it's 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 not good for culture at large. But anyways, let's continue down the story. So that brings up a question, right? So what is this what is a kid doing at the Pole Assassins <laughs> Halloween party? I don't know. I'm sure it's just a normal party, but still. Texas Texas photographer Tom Campbell, he tweeted Oh my gosh. So now so in his report he's saying Jeff Banks monkey allegedly attacked him uh, attacked him, attacked and seriously hurt a young trick or treater. Oh my gosh. Wow. Allegedly the monkey's jaws had to be pried off from the child. Well, yeah, it's a freaking monkey. So let's see. Hey neighbors. I built a haunted house slash maze in my house. I'm welcoming all kids Sunday, seven to nine 30. So this was uh, this is pole assassin speaking. 
She had there be an adult party, oh boy, from 7 to 11 p.m. Her and the monkey put on a little show, right? Um, and then before deleting her account, she de- she defended herself, clarifying that an 11 or 12-year-old should know better before entering someone's backyard without having permission. So I will say this. Was a kid trespassing? Then yeah. But at the same time, who's expecting a monkey? The rules were when you get to the gate, turn around and come back out for candy. What? Every other parent and child did so. I mean, that's all it takes, though, is one kid to do something kind of psychotic, right? And, of course, now they're saying, oh, now you're berating a little child. And it's like, I mean, you're the one with the monkey, and it's your property, so you're ultimately responsible for what happens on your property, right? Um, someone, they tried to say it was a part of the haunted house. Hmm. I don't know. I come back to, why you have a monkey? And it's a part of your stripper career? Oh my gosh, the world is insane. Oh. Wow. I'll be honest. I saw that headline. I did not see that coming. I'm glad I re-googled it and didn't just read it off my phone. Because we wouldn't have got... We wouldn't have got the fact she was a stripper. The monkey was a part of the show. Her her, her alias is Pole Assassin. (laughs) Wow. Oh man, but I don't know. I don't know what else I can say to top that. I'm going to leave that. That that's going to that's going to close out this second dose of weird, which I think is a strong one and really it sh- it should get you to Monday. No problem. Holy crap, but anything and everything, we'd love to hear your feedback, your comments, your thoughts on any of the stories we covered. Uh what's your favorite part of V for Vendetta? Uh, if you and if you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? Why not? Why are you you are not complete as a person? Is what I must say. But <laughs> I do appreciate you all being a part of the Hanya Accord. Remember, you can go find all the links and ways to get a hold of us. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, the, the Randomly Lacking Podcast. That link to the website is is down below. Go check it out. It's anchor.fm slash rambling viking. All the links to all the stories and and things I covered in this show are down below. Don't forget to keep it PDFG. Never forget to ride the lightning and be on the lookout for that flaming hot fiesta. That was that the flaming hot fiesta, which will be coming your way live on YouTube, Rumble, Facebook, Instagram. Should be on all those platforms. At the very least, YouTube is probably your best bet. Uh, so you can start there if nowhere else. I'm gonna try and see if I can get it on Facebook and whatnot, but maybe just share the links. Uh, get excited though. Get excited to hear what it what. Flaming hot Mountain Dew tastes like. No, don't cheat and go watch anyone else. I'm the only true source in terms of my review of flaming hot mountain dew and plus i paired it with a bunch of other flaming hot snacks we cover all the main flaming hot food groups it's a grand old time so be on the lookout for that also got another episode coming up it's going to be a behind the scenes behind the pod pod i don't know what to call it behind the mic pod um where it's a little behind the scenes conversation from that episode I did on do guns do video games cause violence with my my friend Huey. We had some good outside of the recording uh, chatter that we talked about outside of the official podcast that was kind of off topic prior to and afterwards. And I kept it around, turned it into an episode. It's a nice little fun little short episode that also should be dropping probably sometime in the next week or two. So lots of big stuff coming up, lots of fun stuff. Might be having a good conversation about. Tesla's EVs versus gasoline, where we're at with that too. So, I mean, tons of fun stuff. If you want to come on talking about anything and everything, uh, you know where to find us. Thank you so much for being a part of the Hanyak Horde. This is your head Hanyak signing off.
P.S. Make sure to watch out for the pole assassin, particularly her monkey.